Hey there, Caitlin here, the creator and voice of Mapping Through Life, the podcast that delivers weekly wisdom from content creators around the world with author permission. Come here to catch a quick lesson in personal growth, entrepreneurship, mindful parenting, and so much more. These bite-sized lessons are transformative. Expect to feel rejuvenated after listening in to simple yet powerful stories of purpose, intention, and impact. The big goal here, inspire and equip you with the wisdom and the tools you need to live a happy, sustainable life. Learning, growing, sharing, that's what this life thing is all about. I am so excited to continue this journey with you. Now, Let's navigate to our next lesson. I was surprised to learn that there are different kinds of stress. Good stress can motivate and energize you, while bad stress can make you feel as though you're woven so tight you can barely breathe. Or sometimes bad stress presents itself with feelings of apathy towards life. In this episode, you'll learn from Corby Mitleid, author of Clean Out Your Life Closet. Corby teaches us about the different kinds of stress, what they look like, and she provides us with eight instant stress busters to deal with unwanted tension. Are you ready to relax and release? Let's dive in to Corby's lesson. These days, people hear the word stress and think of someone tearing their hair out screaming at the kids, taking headache pills, or dropping dead of a heart attack. Stress can often be seen as something horrific, something to avoid at all costs, while at the same time, it's an inevitable part of modern life. With some people, if they aren't under stress, they think something is wrong. They equate the word stress with productivity, success, and accomplishment. Well, they're right and they're wrong. People are mistakenly lumping stress into one pile when it's actually at least two. You stress is what we would consider good stress. Good stress is the energy that gets triggered when you have a challenge to meet, that motivator helping you to reach a goal. It can help you get out of a bad situation when hair trigger reflexes are necessary. That's the old fight or flight mechanism coming into play. It can help you organize faster, concentrate more sharply, and hit that goal line. But stress is only good when you use it in a positive, self-building way, such as pumping you up when you compete in a sports event or giving you that extra sparkle in an audition. The occasional ping of good stress can strengthen your immune system, keep your brain cells at their ultimate performance level, improve heart function, and make surgery recovery go faster and smoother. Good stress can make you more alert, better equipped to make decisions, and gets your heart, muscles, and blood flow running at peak performance so you can compete at your best. Wait a minute, you're saying all that stuff about heart rate and muscles and blood flow, isn't that the bad stuff? Eustress turns into distressed when it's chronic. Here are some examples. When deadlines feel like you will never meet them and you are always saying, 
yes when you should be saying no. Piling the mountain of tasks on top of an already overburdened schedule, that's chronic stress. When you second-guess yourself and others all the time, trying to figure out every angle of a situation out of underlying fear or anger, that's chronic stress. When you never feel you are good enough and you become the constantly carping voice inside your own head, that's chronic stress. When you obsess over situations that have yet to occur or are just theoretical, that's chronic stress. When you are persistently anxious or depressed, that's chronic stress. Chronic stress is one of the most harmful things to which you can subject yourself. Chronic stress opens the door to addictions, adrenal fatigue, back pain, cancer, chronic digestive difficulties, a depressed immune system, depression, fatigue, harmful behaviors, headaches, heart disease, high blood pressure, strokes. Do we really need to go on? There are subsets of bad stress as well. Hyperstress, too much, and hypostress, too little. Hyperstress is the stress version of the straw that broke the camel's back. You're likely to have hyperstress if you work for one of those bosses who believes that taking lunch means you're slacking and work should be 24-7. Such bigwigs don't believe in priority lists unless everything is an A priority. Another place that hyperstress lives is in one-person entrepreneurial businesses. Everything needs to get done. There is no one else to do it, and you can't afford to hire an assistant. So you work like three people, but give yourself no breathing space for even one. When we are subjected to hyperstress for too long, we break. It might look like an emotional breakdown. It might mean we show up to work one day with a gun. It might mean we strip off our clothes in the lunchroom and rant at the top of our lungs. It might even mean suicide looks like the only viable alternative. These may sound like extreme examples, but under extreme stress, we can reach a breaking point where we are willing to do anything to stop the pain. Even a coyote will chew off its own foot to get out of a trap. This is the human version of that desperate decision. Hypostress. Hypostress goes the other direction. We've all had days when we can't find anything to settle on. Nothing interests us. Boredom seems overwhelming, and we simply can't be motivated. We bounce from thing to thing. We wander around the house. We look aimlessly into the refrigerator 12 times. In this version of stress, you simply do not have enough challenging you in one of the good ways. What are some of the ways bad stress will alert you that it's been visiting for too long? Anxiety, anger, fear, or nervousness always seem just one step away. Headaches become commonplace. Normal sleep is a thing of the past. You're either staying awake until the wee hours because your mind won't shut off or sleeping far more than is normal for you. Concentration is nearly impossible. You have body aches that never seem to quit. They might even wander from place to place. You snap at small things reacting 
out of proportion to minor setbacks or challenges, your appetite shifts. For some people, it's being unable to eat. For others, it's compulsive overeating. Your drive sputters out before a task is completed. Your thought processes slow down and your mind grinds to a halt. So what do you do when bad stress seems to have taken up permanent lodging with you? You stop, right in your tracks, and you breathe. The faster you can pull yourself into the present moment, the more likely it is that stress can lose its hold on you for at least that little morsel of time. Focus on your hands, your shoes, or the view outside the window. Focus on a thing. Put your mind to work in objective observance. There is no stress in examining a tree branch, a shoelace, or a pencil. When you break the cycle of stress, scream, scared, stress, it is easier to keep hyperstress at bay. If you look at the span of time from birth to where you are now, you'll realize that there have been other moments of stress and you've gotten through those. You can handle this one too, either by plowing through it, letting go of some of it, or walking away from it. Instant stress busters. Get up and move. If you're already moving, move differently. Jump up and down. Do something that keeps you from thinking about your stress. Walk outside. Just the act of getting up from your seat and re-engaging with all your bones, muscles, and joints can move you into a different headspace. Breathe. Dr. Andrew Weil has something called the 478 breath. That is a relaxing breath. Trust me, I know from experience that when we are under enormous amounts of stress, we often forget to breathe. Breath is life. Please remember to breathe. Grab your fur person. Hug them. Wrestle with them. Play fetch. Play catch the catnip mousy. Cats and dogs, as well as ferrets, guinea pigs, rabbits, and other small buddy critters are some of the greatest stress busters on the planet. Meditate. Find some simple meditations you can tune into whenever the stress pulls you too tight. Meditations run anywhere from 5 minutes to several hours in length. If all you have time for is 10 minutes, take the 10. You will undoubtedly ratchet down your pulse rate. These meditations are just long enough for you to derail the mental crazy makers and bring yourself back in balance. Sip something warm and comforting. Ditch the heavy stuff. Go for something soothing such as tea, cocoa, or soup. Take your time. Sip. Don't gulp. Get into the aroma, the taste, and the savor. Hug yourself. Really. Bow your head. Close your eyes, put your arms around yourself, and breathe. Sometimes all we need is a loving touch to remind us we can make it through. Find music that works for you. Listen to ambient or soothing music that calms you down, or perhaps something that peps you up. Whatever it is, if your music is your muse, feel free to indulge. Set your boundaries. 
This stress buster is the most important thing you can do for yourself. You cannot work 24-7. You can't. You're not built that way. The more you grind your wheels, the more likely the wheels will come off at the least opportune time. And as soon as it hits you that you simply aren't doing your best work or that you can't concentrate, stop for now. Come back to the project or the list of to-dos when you can focus and get some of it done. Stretch. Remind yourself that life is supposed to be full of joy and want-tos, not have-tos. Thank you for listening to Is Stress Good or Bad? An excerpt from Clean Out Your Life Closet, written by Corby Mitlide. In this episode, we learned about the difference between eustress, hyperstress, and hypostress. There are several ways for us to handle the stress we experience. It is our choice to either work through it, let it go, or walk away and come back after practicing a few stress busters. Never underestimate the power of a few deep breaths, uplifting music, and showing some love towards yourself. Corby Mitlide is a certified tarot master, certified psychic, trained medium, and ordained minister. She is the author of Clean Out Your Life Closet, The Psychic Yellow Brick Road, and You've Got the Magic, Who Needs a Genie? With almost 50 years' experience, Corby's abilities include spiritual, intuitive counseling, past life retrieval, and spirit guide conferences. Corby speaks at holistic expos and workshops throughout the U.S. and Canada, as well as in one-on-one sessions with clients worldwide. To connect with Corby, head to this episode's show notes page to find links to her books and spiritual resources. As always, my name is Caitlin. I am the creator of Mapping Through Life. And if you enjoyed this lesson, please tag me on social at Mapping Through Life or leave a review. It makes my heart so happy to read your kind words and it helps the show reach more amazing people like you. Until our next lesson, allow your courage and your kindness to guide you.